0: This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Emilio Boale.
1: And I'm Bárbara Ramírez. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people.
0: Today, we bring you a fantastic interview about the 2023 legislative session with Amber Wallen, the Executive Director at New Mexico Voices for Children, and Advocacy Associate at Equality New Mexico, Victor Romero.
1: Amber and Victor bring us the updates, highlights, and celebrations from this year's legislative session and how we as a community can stay involved in the legislative process.
0: We also bring you our weekly vaccine equity segment with important information on COVID 19, vaccines, and the overall safety and well being of our community.
1: And we have exciting community events for you and your family to participate in.
0: That's right, we start our night off with incredible music. This is Everlasting Love by Black Eye Keys, selected by our guest, Amber Wallen. She chose this song for its catchy beat and messaging. What were the highlights of this year's legislative session? What should we celebrate and what are some of the bills that did not pass?
1: Amber Wallen, the Executive Director at NM Voices for Children, and Victor Romero Hernandez, Advocacy Associate at Equality New Mexico, answer these questions and share about the bills each of their organizations have been supporting.
0: Amber received her Master of Public Administration degree from the University of New Mexico and worked in the public sector at the city, state, and federal levels before joining NM Voices.
1: Victor Romero Hernandez is attending the University of New Mexico, pursuing a degree in political science. He aspires to use his knowledge to serve his community and change policies in the United States.
0: Here's my co-host, Barbara Ramirez, speaking with Victor Romero Hernandez and Amber Wallen.
1: This is Barbara Ramirez with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Amber Wallen, Executive Director for New Mexico Voices for Children and Victor Romero Hernandez, Advocacy Associate for Equality New Mexico. Amber Wallen was born and raised in New Mexico and has been with NN Voices for Children since 2012. She's recognized both in state and nationally as an expert in child and family well being. Amber has worked among policy networks, philanthropic organizations, and governmental bodies in order to build equity and opportunity for children and their families. Victor Romero Hernandez was born in the capital city of Chihuahua, Mexico. At only two years old, he and his family moved to the United States. Upon their arrival, Victor and his family faced the same struggles millions of undocumented immigrants face here in the US. His experiences as a queer, formerly undocumented person have helped shape his values and the work he does today with EQNM. Amber and Victor, welcome to Generation Justice. Great to be here. Thank you.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Barbara. I'm, I'm really looking forward to today's conversation.
1: It's a pleasure to have you both back here on DJ Airways. Please tell us more about yourselves.
2: Okay, sure. I can I can go first. Um, So, yeah, as Barbara mentioned, my name is Victor Romero Hernandez. I was born in Chihuahua, Chihuahua, um, and I'm currently working for Equality New Mexico. A lot of my background is actually in immigrant rights organizing um, because of my immigrant identity. Um, and currently aside from, you know, working at Equality New Mexico on policy and all of these things, I also have the opportunity to be a human rights fellow for the United Nations. And my focus has been global migration. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's a little bit about me. Um, like I said, I'm very excited for today's conversation with you, Barbara
1: and Amber. Thank you, Victor. Amber, what about you?
3: Well, yeah, I'm just I'm happy to be here and happy to be with you all. You know, I'm a kind of a child of New Mexico. I guess that's the only thing that I would add. You know, my uh, my community, my family, my roots are all here, and you know, just being able to do this work and do it in partnership with groups like yours to fight for justice and better opportunity for all of our communities and families is work that I love to do and love to do it in partnership with groups like yours. I've got, I'm here in Albuquerque. Uh, Right now I've got my two kiddos are actually here with me. So I live here in Albuquerque with my husband and my two little ones and just enjoy doing this work every day and think there's a lot to celebrate right now. Thank you so much, both of you. Amber, I'd like to
1: ask you to share more about NM Voices for Children and your mission
3: and your trajectory with the organization. Sure. Uh, Over three decades ago, we were founded by pediatricians who were treating children in their offices for different health conditions and challenges, and they realized that in order to make a big difference in those kids' lives, they needed to not just treat the symptoms of what they were experiencing, but really to treat some of the causes and the policies that were impacting children's and families' lives, and in order to do that, they needed to go upstream. And so we work on education policy, we work on health policy, we work on economic policy, all of these policies that are in place that have a tremendous impact in children's health and on children's well-being and on their equity. And so that's the work that we do. We work in a lot of different policy issue areas. We do a lot of research. We have a lot of data, policy, advocacy, education, communications work. And, you know, it's all done in partnership on all of these issues, New Mexicans, the New Mexico families face a lot of challenges, and uh, we're lucky to be in a time of opportunity where we're seeing a lot of great progress. So happy to get to do that work. Uh, been at Voices for 10 years, started out as a tax policy analyst, and have held a number of different roles there over the years, and just um, lucky to be leading a great organization with just wonderful team. All of our, All of our crew are just amazing and doing great work, and to get to do it in partnership with all of our great partners across the state.
1: Thank you so much for that, Amber. I have so much admiration for NM Voices and the work that you do, and I'm excited to hear from you today uh, in terms of the 2023 legislative session, because I know you've been doing a lot. Victor, tell me about Equality New Mexico and your mission.
2: Yes, totally. So something really exciting and cool about Equality New Mexico is that this year we turned 30 years old. Um, And so Equality New Mexico's mission is, you know, we're committed to the liberation of queer and trans um, New Mexicans. And we work in pretty much all areas. We do some election work, you know, we do some policy work um, at the local and state level. And then we work a lot on public education. Our executive director, Marshall Martinez, has done a really, really good job of, you know, growing the organization in the past few years. And so I'm really happy to be, you know, part of this team doing this work. My coworkers, my teammates um, are incredible people. And so I'm just very lucky, you know, to get to do this work alongside them um, and to grow from them, uh, to learn and grow with them, you know. So, yeah, that's a little bit about Equality New Mexico.
1: Thank you, Victor. So, the 2023 legislative session has recently been called to a close. What are some of the policies or bills that your organizations have been supporting and paying close attention to?
3: Amber? Yeah, it's a great question. I think this was an interesting legislative session. It's always interesting when you have a legislative session where so many folks have faced election or re-election when you have a governor who's uh, re-elected and then also the other piece of context was there's a lot of money this legislative session. New Mexico is in a surplus and we we're kind of on a up and down because we get a lot of money from oil and gas and so this was at one of those up parts and so it was always bound to be an interesting session and I think uh, overall there were just so many bills in place, so many different budget items and I think overall we saw a lot of great stuff happening for kids and families. especially in early education, especially in fiscal policy, some really great stuff happened, Uh, health policy. And so, uh, you know, maybe top of mind for Voices, uh, child tax credit passed that is $600 per child for low-income families in our state every year. That's big. Uh, We saw full funding of early childhood education and care programs, child care assistance for families. We saw really expansive and kind of nation-leading progress when it comes to food security and ensuring that all of our kids have food to eat. Uh, We saw some gun safety measures passed that we were happy to see. uh, Some great higher ed funding opportunity scholarship was increased. So I think there are a lot of different elements that go towards the idea about how we can support our kids and families from birth on through adulthood. And there's just so many different pieces of that. But I think the session really followed on the heels of some other um, policies we've seen in the past few years that really center kids and families. And, you know, too often, there's New Mexico is reported with the challenges that we have, but I think really the true story and the story that was reflected in this session is the good work that's being done and nation leading prioritization of community and public policy. And so we have, you know, we saw a lot of that happen this year as well.
1: That's so amazing. Thank you so much for giving such a great recap, Victor.
2: Yeah, so I definitely agree with Amber that it was a very interesting legislative session. Um, and it was a very chaotic legislative session, but you know, together we did do a lot uh, for queer and trans people across our state. We were able to expand the scope of the Human Rights Act and close a loophole that previously allowed for tax funded discrimination. We were able to repeal an antiquated um, law that required people who seek a name change to publish that information in a local newspaper, which we know is very harmful for survivors of domestic violence and transgender individuals. We also passed a very, very big voting rights act, a very big voting rights package, you know, so a lot happened. We um, expanded access to reproductive health care and gender affirming care, which we know is suicide prevention. Um, Yeah, so a lot of really great things happened and I think one of the coolest things was that there was a lot of involvement of the community and everything that we did was centering you know um, the people who are directly impacted those were the good things that happened of course you know there were some priorities that unfortunately didn't make it through like the um, affirmative consent and educations bill which unfortunately you know died in, in senate judiciary um, 16 and 17 year old votes those those two pieces of legislation unfortunately didn't make it through but you know we know that we have to keep pushing for it and hopefully next year and if not next year the following year so yeah that's in a nutshell <laughs> the legislative session
1: thank you so much victor and it's a it's a long process for some of these bills that passed uh, people have been fighting to pass them for so many years like constitutional amendment one so we have to keep fighting and hope that next year or the following year these priorities um, and these bills will pass amber were there any bills that you were uh supporting that new mexico voices for children was supporting but unfortunately did not pass this year
3: yeah there there were you know, and I think that's always that's always bound to be the case. There's a lot of challenges that families have and and so many of our communities are facing decades and centuries of systemic oppression and challenge, and so that takes a long time that takes gen- you know, we're talking generational change, and like you said, constitutional amendment number one for early childhood that was something that you know we worked on for over a decade before we saw it pass. So there's always you know that steady march of progress. Forward continues, and we're looking forward to in future sessions is uh, to come back to some of the work that was proposed for minimum wage increases. We know that that's key for our families. If our families, especially our families with kids, are making more money, that improves their outcomes, health, education, uh, all kinds of opportunities for kids and families. So we'll be coming back for that. There was paid family and medical leave for all employees. You know, that's some great leadership. Some great traction. And so that was incredible to see leadership amongst organizations that have been working on it for many years. Leadership from policymakers on that policy issue was incredible. And so uh, that ended up not happening this year. And that'll definitely be something that folks are very interested in in the future as we think about what policies can help our families, especially communities of color, especially women in our communities. So that's big. Um, We know that there is more work to be done on the environmental front. Always, we know that this is something that is uh, a massive challenge that is looming over our state and our communities. So it's critical that we continue to push that work forward. Top of mind, you know, for me, and I think for a a lot of folks right now, because of the recent school shooting and because so many mass shootings that have been happening is continuing uh, to put policies in place that protect our kids and our families and our school ch- children and our teachers and all of the youth in our communities. And, and knowing that um, this is one of those areas where New Mexico is making progress. Um, and it's progress that we want to see continue and continue to expand.
1: Any lessons that you learned from this year's session that you would like to share with our audience?
2: Um, well, I I definitely learned a lot this legislative session. I think one of the most important things is that We can't do this work alone. We need, you know, it really does take a village to um, get legislation through and then to implement it and then to ensure that our communities know about this legislation um, or these protections. We worked really, really closely this session with so many different organizations and so many different people from across the state. And so I think that's the number one lesson for me is that we need to work together, you know when we work together, change isn't only like possible, but it's inevitable. And that's what I'm taking with me, this legislative session and applying it to not just future legislative sessions, but all of the work that we do at Equality New Mexico. And honestly, it's our partners did everything from testifying in committee to cornering legislators and making sure they they knew about certain laws and ensuring that we were all fed in the roundhouse at all times Um, and we really took care of each other and so that's really important you know to make sure that we're all taken care of and we're all okay enough to do this work because it's hard work.
1: It is hard work and it's admirable the work that you and so many other people were doing. Uh, We have been covering the legislative session and we have been up there and it's not easy and making sure that everyone is okay
3: is definitely important. Number. Any lessons you want to share? Well, I just really appreciate what Victor said, because I think that's true. You know, it's constantly evolving. Every session there's there's new things to learn, whether it's policy or process or partners, or just always constantly evolving in how we do that work and kind of pushing our own edges, always a little bit right on that growth edge about what else could we be doing and how, and how can we continue to do it in a way that's not just more effective, but that's more true to who we are, to why we do the work, you know, to what drives us, to how we're driven by community. And, you know, one particularly great experience this session was, you know, we work in partnership on everything, but working with some groups who had never done a lot of budget work on some of the early childhood, you know, and this is built off a decade of pushing for early childhood policy and funding and and getting to work with some groups who are a little bit maybe newer in that area or new to the budget side. That's just exciting because the policy process isn't one that's necessarily meant to be super accessible to community. And so I think there's always lessons learned in how community can be more involved in that policy process. And that was cool to see, you know, budget and tax policy in particular is not necessarily Meant to be accessible. And so when we're able to collectively crack those things open so people can be part of that and people can understand it better, when you have policymaker leadership who are also wanting that to be better, wanting to have a better, more open budget process, I think that's all great. And so, you know, this session continued to be kind of another evolution into that about fiscal policy and, and making it more accessible and partners working better and policy leaders really shining in that area too, uh, which we saw in both the house and the Senate side. So I think again, you know, it's, we continue to move forward as a state and there's just a lot to celebrate and kudos to Victor watching the work that EQNM did this year. Just, I mean, really amazing things. And again, as stuff's happening all across the country in so many ways that is, that is the opposite of what we want to see for our kids and our youth. I think it's just really inspiring to see some of the things that New Mexico is doing New Mexicans are doing and the groups, you know, like both of you are doing too, so.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. You mentioned this a little bit, that it's important that the community have access. Why is it important for the community to stay involved in the legislative process?
3: There's just so much power in it, you know, when we think about the, the power in policy, you know, what I mentioned, child tax credit, Altogether, that's $180 million a year that goes into the pockets of our families with young children, low-income families. And, you know, that's a direct way to improve equity and well-being, racial equity, gender equity. These are big things and they're all things that people have a power to participate in. You know, sometimes federal change can feel big and far removed. But state policy, that not only is directly impacting every aspect of our lives, it's our parks, it's our roads, it's our teachers, it's our wages, it's paid sick leave, it's healthcare It's, you know, they're everyday things. And they're also things that people have the power to change at the state level. Contacting state lawmakers means something you know, they, you can actually be in contact with the folks who are making those policies and have an influence of it. And so I think that that's why it's important for folks to be inspired to know that not only are good things happening, good people are doing good work, but also they can be part of that work too, that there is always that potential to influence things that really have a meaningful impact on our communities and on our families. Victor, why is it
1: important for the community to stay involved in the whole legislative process, not just the session.
2: Yes, well, I think if we as community don't show up and tell our stories, somebody else is gonna show up and tell our stories for us, and they're not gonna tell it the way it is. So, you know, we're experts because of our experiences. Um, I'm an expert because of my experience as a queer immigrant person of color, right? Like we're all experts. Um, and so it's really, really important that we share our knowledge and our experiences so that we can change policy and, and so that we can, you know, expand protections for, for all of us. And like Amber was saying, it's power, right? It's, it's community power. So it's important that we all, you know, come together and drive that change that we really want to see for ourselves and for our, you know, future generations.
1: Thank you, Victor. Amber, is
3: there anything else that you would like to add for people to stay involved? Yeah, I just, I love the I love the question that you just asked about, about why it's so important and not just during the session. I'd say that now is just as important now thinking about, you know, what, what change is needed and what you see and talking to policymakers, talking to people who are doing the, the work, you know, now is when the groundwork gets laid for what happens a year from now in the legislative session. And so just getting folks excited about, all that is happening all of the great things we're seeing in the state for youth and for families and just staying engaged tuning in to generation justice talking to community groups in your area you know feeling free to reach out to groups like voices you know nmvoices.org we have all kinds of policy stuff on our website my emails on there all of our contact info if you're interested in something you know getting engaged on the issues that matter to you and your community is key and it matters and it's effective
1: both of your responses were so good and great ways for people to stay involved and a reminder of why it is important that we show up and that we use our voices, because like you said, Victor, we're experts on our own experiences and we need to share those experiences so that we get the help and the resources that we need and so that we can communicate with our lawmakers who serve us. Um, but if we don't show up and share our experiences, then they can't serve us properly. Where can people go to learn more about each of your organizations and your missions? Victor?
2: Yeah, um, for eq you know, we're on all social media platforms. Um, and we have a pretty active TikTok um, page that you can visit. Um, everything is Equality New Mexico, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You could also visit our website, uh, which is www.eqnm.org, um, and then you can reach out. So my email is victor at eqnm.org. So if, you, so if you're interested in learning more about the organization or becoming engaged with us and the work that we do, you know, feel free to reach out for sure.
3: Yeah, well, you can go to our website, nmvoices.org, and you can sign up for email alerts, explore lots of stuff on our website. We have things organized by policy issue area. We have lots of data, just lots of information. And then, as Victor said, social media is a great way to stay on top of all of these things. Uh, Twitter, especially, I think is where we are most active and regularly sharing information, um, media stories that we're a part of, different happenings. Uh, Hashtag NMLedge is a great way for folks to to know what's happening, and there's still a lot of stuff happening. You know, the signing period for the governor ends on April 7th, and so there's still a lot of activity as as, uh, we see what ends up getting signed, what gets passed, what's included in the budget, Uh, but yeah, feel free always to reach out, and uh, we're excited about what's to come. So thanks again for having us here. Really appreciate it. Great to be here. Spend the time with you all. Thank you. It's been an honor to speak with both of you. As we wrap
1: up, is there anything else that you would like to add?
2: I think um, for me, I'd just like to reiterate how exciting it is. Um, You know, all of the things that happened this legislative session. I think it's a really, really big deal to be able to say that New Mexico is leading in so many of these areas. Uh, I think a lot of people talk negatively about New Mexico and how we're the last in so many things. And we don't take the time to really talk about the areas where we are actually you know, national leaders. And so I'm very proud to live in this state and to do this work alongside so many you know, great people like Amber and also to queer and trans youth across our state We hear you and we see you and and you know we're we're fighting for a better tomorrow for for all of you for ourselves you know for future generations um and there's a lot of power in in you know community there's a lot of power in your existence um so yeah thank you barbara for having us
1: that was such a beautiful and powerful message that you just shared victor just wanna take the time to tell you that. Amber, is there anything else that you would like to add?
3: You know, Victor Victor said it perfectly. We're building power, we're building power for communities, community driven, youth driven. I mean, just really incredible things happening where New Mexico is leading the nation in what what this can look like ideally um what can it look like to center youth and communities and family and people of color and women and trans youth and just i mean really new mexico is leading the nation in a lot of these things and it's uh it's driven by just incredibly talented people at every level and that includes you both and so just I, i think it's nice to take time to celebrate some of these good things that are happening you know, because like you said, Victor, it's it can get easy to get mired into that, but that's not the true story of who our communities are and, and the power that we're building and all of the good things that are happening. So just encourage people to get involved and stay tuned with Generation Justice and all the great work and reporting that you all are doing because, uh, you know, lots lots of bright things up ahead. I
1: want to thank both of you for this time today for all the amazing work that you have been doing for our community for years, for the work that you did this legislative session. And for being you, it makes me so proud of the community that I live in, my community. I'm I'm just very proud, very thankful to each of you for, again, for the work that you have been doing and Victor, we interviewed you in 2019. You have been doing um, organizing work and leading. So I have so much admiration and respect for you. It makes me so happy to see what you've done and your growth. Um, and Amber, I look up to you. I admire you. You are a such a powerful woman. And I'm just really excited that we're partners
3: and really
1: happy to continue to work with each of you.
3: So good to share this space with you all and sharing all this all this love for each other and the people in our state. So thank you again. Thank you again.
2: Yes, I, I agree uh, with you, Amber. Thank you, Barbara, for, for providing these spaces where we get to tell, you know, our stories like they are, and we get to share, you know, all of the good news of all of the things that are happening in our state.
1: Thank you so much. For Generation Justice, I'm Barbara Ramirez.
0: Thank you, Amber and Victor, for the incredible work you've been doing for the people. I am so grateful for your work in this legislative session. It is so important to prioritize giving adequate resources to families and our queer and trans communities.
1: Thank you again to Amber Wallin from New Mexico Voices for Children and Victor Romero Hernandez from Equality New Mexico for your commitment to New Mexico and New Mexicans. Again, it was a pleasure to speak with both of you. Now we bring you the song, Never Not Gonna Dance Again, by Pink. This was selected by our wonderful guest, Victor Romero
3: Hernandez.
0: It's time for our vaccine equity segment. Let's get started. Tonight, my vaccine equity co-host is Madhumita Santanam.
4: I'm Madhumita Santanam, and we would like to take this moment to remind you that the COVID-19 deadly and disabling pandemic is not over. COVID cases are still on the rise, and it is more important than ever that we continue to keep ourselves and our communities safe.
0: Here are a few ways that you can protect yourself and your community from this virus. Testing is a necessary tool that can help you mitigate the spread of the virus. If you are sick, get tested.
4: Where can I find tests or testing locations?
0: If you are in need of at-home antigen tests, you can visit accesscovidtest.org. You can order them for your family at no cost until May 11th. Remember, that is accesscovitests.org.
4: We here at Generation Justice recommend that if you are sick, that you get PCR tested. PCR tests are helpful tools because they are able to detect and amplify the presence of viral nucleic acid.
0: If you'd like to learn about testing locations near you, you can visit findatestnm.org or you can visit testinglocator.cdc.gov.
4: Yep. That's findatestnm.org or testinglocator.cdc.gov.
0: Another way we can mitigate the spread of the virus is by getting vaccinated or getting up to date with your vaccinations if you haven't already.
4: That's right. A recent study funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases have found that COVID-19 infections can weaken your immune system's response to COVID vaccinations.
0: So if you don't currently have your monovalent primary dose, or haven't received your bivalent booster dose, please visit itstimenm.org to get caught up with your vaccinations.
4: Again, that's itstimenm.org to find out more about vaccination availability and to schedule an appointment today.
0: Another vital way to protect you and your community is to consistently wear a mask in public spaces. We and the CDC recommend that KN95 and NN95 masks are worn over the mouth and nose to prevent the spread of virus particles
4: we and the CDC also recommend KN95 and N95 as more protective options to surgical or cloth masks. N95 masks are designed to achieve a very close facial fit and a very efficient filtration of airborne particles. Indoor ventilation by using fans and opening doors or windows can help circulate clean air in your space.
0: Remember, getting tested, vaccinated, and wearing a mask practicing distancing protocols, and making sure your space is well-ventilated are effective ways in mitigating the spread of the COVID-19 deadly and disabling pandemic.
4: We also want to remind you that COVID-19 is not the only viral illness still making its rounds.
0: That's right. Illnesses like the flu and RSV are also threats. Thankfully, you can use many of the COVID-19 mitigation strategies to stay safe from the flu and RSV, such as proper vaccination, masking in public, good indoor ventilation, and maintaining good hygiene.
4: That's it for our weekly vaccine equity segment. Tune in next time for more crucial information on COVID-19, vaccinations, and more.
0: This next song is Broken English by South Asian indie artist Bharavi Das. She dedicates this song to her parents and children of immigrant families.
4: Nothing is safer, nothing is softer, nothing could make me feel so close, breaking the silence, sing me broken English, oh, oh. oh.
0: Are you ready for our community calendar?
1: I sure am. What's on the list, Emilio?
0: Well, this week we've got some great events to share with you.
1: On Tuesday, April 4th, there will be a public meeting with the National Nuclear Security Administration to keep Santa Fe free from powder plutonium.
0: Participants will speak with the town hall officials of the National Nuclear Security Administrator and the Department of Energy about the disposing of transuranic waste and environmental cleanup priorities.
1: This will take place at the Santa Fe Community Convention Center at 201 West Marcy Street in Santa Fe. And if you'd like to learn more information about this, you can contact the Santa Fe County Commission Chair by emailing ahansen at santafecountynm.gov.
0: Again, email ahansen at santafecountynm.gov.
1: Emilio, did you know that April is National Poetry Month?
0: I did. Warehouse 505 and Burco Revolt are hosting a Café con Poetry featuring wonderful poet Jessica Helen Lopez.
1: All this is happening at Remedy Coffee in Old Town on Saturday, April 8th, starting at 10.30 a.m.
0: For more information about this event, you can visit warehouse505.org and scroll down to view upcoming events.
1: That was warehouse505.org and scroll down to view news and events.
0: Throughout the year, once a month, the New Mexico Immigrant Law Center has their DACA and Green Card Renewal Clinics. Join them this month's clinic on April 19th from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m.
1: If you need advice and support in navigating the DACA or Green Card Renewal Process, or need to speak to a lawyer about the renewal process, this clinic will be at 714 4th Street, Southwest.
0: And for more information about their monthly clinics and other events, go to M nmilc.org and click on the calendar event.
1: Again, you can go to nmilc.org to see the calendar on the homepage. Click on the event happening on April 19th.
0: TQA Pride Youth and Educator LGBTQ Summit is happening.
1: That sounds amazing, Emilio. Tell us more about this event.
0: Well, Barbara, it is a summit that focuses on supporting trans and queer youth and the adults who work with them.
1: The summit brings young people and adults alike, ages 12 to 24, to a communal safe space to discuss empowerment with folks in our community.
0: This event will take place on April 22nd from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at 3315 Louisiana Boulevard Northeast.
1: And if you'd like to learn more information about the event, you can go to dlsenm.org and click on Events.
0: That's right. Go to glsenm.org and go to events.
1: The University of New Mexico Women's Resource Center and the National Organization for Victim Assistance are hosting the Youth Advocacy Corps Town Hall for the start of the National Crime Victims' Rights Week.
0: This town hall will take place on Monday, April 24th, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. at the UNM Student Union Building in Ballroom B, Participants will learn about the new launch of the Youth Advocacy Court, which is a project that works to engage and empower youth and advocates.
1: If you're interested in learning more about this event, you can visit the University of New Mexico's Women Resource Center on Instagram at UNM underscore WRC.
0: Again, if you search UNM underscore WRC on Instagram, you can learn more and register for this event.
1: That's it for community calendar. If you're venturing out into the community, we at DJ encourage you to take safety precautions as we are still in the midst of a deadly and disabling pandemic.
0: Let's hear Pedal by South Asian artist Ravina Aurora. Pedal is a joyful, gorgeous song about enjoying life.
1: We hope you've enjoyed this hour of community. We'd like to thank our guests, Victor Romero Hernandez and Amber Wallin, for sharing about the highlights and updates of the legislative session and what we need to look out for as a community.
0: Tonight's hour radio was produced by Roberta Rael and my co-host, Barbara Ramirez, with production assistance from Sunandita Santanam and Adriana Córdova. And thank you to Malumita Santanam for co-hosting our vaccine equity segment.
1: We want to give a big shout-out to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners.
0: Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts.
1: We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, and follow our playlist on Spotify.
0: Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, Con Health Foundation, the New Mexico Department of Health, Infectious Disease Bureau, through the Better Together program, and Office of School and Adolescent Health.
1: As well as the city of Albuquerque, Race Forward, Media Justice, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate.
0: Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D., Our last song of the night is Forget Me Nots by Patricia Russian. And I'm Emilio
1: And I'm Barbara Ramirez. Coming up on KUNM is spoken word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock.
0: Good night, New Mexico.